What's up, everyone? This is episode number four of Can We Get You Better Paying Leads for Your Agency? We got Larissa, Nico, and the infamous, infamous, infamous is the word, Justine <laughs> here. Good morning, guys. Welcome, welcome. Morning. Morning. I think it's also episode five. I think it is episode five. five. It is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. Little did, little did you know that it is actually two months before April and this is the April Fool's. It is episode number five. And I'm so excited to talk about what, Justine? What are we talking about today? Yeah. Um, so I kind of wanted to get back to the basics this week and talk about what people need to know before they begin developing a lead gen strategy. Maybe for people who have never done this before or are just starting out their business and want to create a lead gen strategy. Like what they need to know, what questions they should ask, what types of lead gen strategies there are. Um, and then also, like, if you need to work with an agency, kind of what goes into that. So let's start with lead gen strategies. What are some things to keep in mind when developing a strategy? Either of you can answer. <laughs> Larissa, I feel like you, you, your eyes tell me you have an answer. <laughs> I, have, I have a lot of things uh, kind of in this. The number one thing really is to just, like, stay consistent in terms of lead gen. So no matter what you're doing, if you do it for a week and you see nothing, that's to be expected, honestly. Like, keep in mind that to be able to see results in any lead gen strategy, no matter which direction you take, you need to be consistent and you need to be doing it over a period of weeks to months to truly be able to see, like, any real impact. Um, the next big thing I would say is, like, don't let your leads fall through the cracks and, like, get forgotten or go cold keep them engaged, stay up to date with them and make sure that like, you're really staying, we, we say it like top of mind a lot, right? Like that's something that I'm just going to continue to echo here. No matter your lead gen strategy, you want them to be thinking about you regularly. Like what, whatever that regularly looks like in terms of like an, an appropriate interval for your company is going to vary, but stay top of mind and stay consistent. Those would be, I would say the two biggest things. Yeah, the, the biggest thing I'm going to say is actually even like 10 steps before actually starting lead generation, which is understanding who to go after. I know it's super, super boring to go back to very basics, but if you're not able to really understand who you're going after and what impact you can have for them, it doesn't matter how much money you have, it you're still going to fall on deaf ears. So for me, the biggest thing is make sure that you look at your data right? This is an established business, right? If, if you are established business, look at your data and see who is the best clients that you have that you can help and generate the most results for, right? If you're a new agency, you can actually do a lot of competitor analysis to say, okay, if I have five competitors and 80% of them are helping people in the health and wellness space. Now that might be super scary because you can say, okay, well, I should avoid that niche at all costs. But especially if you're starting out, that might be the niche that you go after because it's already proven that that market needs this specific solution and is willing to vote yes with their dollars to actually solve a problem. So for me, it's never stop researching, but don't start Legion unless you've started researching. Yeah, it's a good point. And as you're researching, make sure you're figuring out who the decision maker is and adjust your efforts towards that person. So for example, if you're selling a, you know, really expensive product, don't be marketing to interns because they have no purchasing power. 
you know, market to managers or execs or people that can actually buy your product. Yeah. And it's, you know, most people are like, okay, that makes sense, right? I'm not going to go to intern, but really leverage data, right? Go in on LinkedIn or Indeed, actually go to the description and job responsibilities of these individuals. So most likely if you're going after a business under 50, 30 to 50 people under that CEO, C-suite, but as you're starting to peek over, and especially any businesses doing more than 5 million, 50 million, 100 million, you're going to have to find people within the organization that are directors, VPs, and you can figure out who to go after using their titles, right? So search their title, look at what their key responsibilities are. If you sell an e-com-based product, it's probably not the best to go after the marketing manager of a $100 million company when they already have a VP of you know, enterprise e-commerce or e-commerce. So just a quick note on that, like, again, leverage the data out there. Yeah. So just to kind of recap those quick points, because they're really important to do as you're thinking about developing a lead gen strategy, especially if you don't know exactly what direction to go again, stay consistent. Rome wasn't built in a day. Keep your leads engaged, stay top of mind, you know, reach out to and, and do the research to figure out who exactly is your ideal customer. Uh, and to Nico's point, if you're if you're a startup, leverage other people's experience. If you're not, leverage, I mean, and you can leverage other people's experience no matter what, but if you're not, make sure you're leveraging like the clients you're successful with and also make sure you're reaching out to the right person. Don't waste your time reaching out to the wrong person. Yeah, yeah and I, I hate I hate when it's just like, hey, go do the research, right? Which I know Larissa wasn't saying, but like, I like tangible steps. Start an Excel spreadsheet and list out the variables that you keep noticing. If they're all males that you're reaching out to, make a note of that. If they're all in the health and wellness space, make a note of that. Like put, just keep it very simple. Add these tables in Excel. The basic ones are company name, URL, employees, revenue. And then from there, it just gets custom, right? Every, everyone, do they have a website? Yes or no. When's the last time it's updated? Yeah. Stuff like that. So when we say do the research, actually just like, don't overthink it. Just do an Excel and list it all out. There's a website called clearbit.com, which is great. Download that Excel into a yeah. numbers yeah. or a CSV, upload it. It will tell you a lot of data about those people. Yeah. Just gives you a high level overview before you start really diving in. Correct. Sweet. Justine, did we awesome. answer it? Is that, is that it? Yeah, is that it? was a right? great oh, great. great episode, guys. Thank you for tuning. <laughs> I kid, of course. Um, we have next hurt. question I have. <laughs> oh, no, I was going to say, no, no, keep going, keep going. Okay. <laughs> next question, I kind of wanted to talk about um, the different types of lead gen strategies and like what the differences are, pros and cons maybe of each, or like what will work best for different types of businesses? Which one do I choose type of question? Super boring answer. Where is your prospect? Right, that it really boils down to where your prospects are. Right, it's I know everyone's making fun of Meta right now, but Facebook is still an amazing platform for very small businesses. Right, LinkedIn is for much larger. There's a lot of development and Web three based individuals in Discord channels. Email still a major default for a lot of individuals because most people have email. So it really just depends on where your clients are, and then. Once you know where, then you can figure out what best strategies to put out into the universe. Yeah. And, and that's a great point, Nico. Like definitely 
any strategy is going to be highly dependent on like how the best method to reach out to them is. So to your point, like if they're on LinkedIn, if you could see that they're active on LinkedIn, reach out to them on LinkedIn versus reaching out to them on Instagram or, or whatever. Um, but with that being said, I think we can kind of break down the different like lead gen types into a couple different uh, categories almost. So you have lead generation which is the act of going out and prospecting, like finding finding the leads, messaging or reaching out to them in some way, getting them in whatever way into your sales funnel, right? That's like the high level overview. Then there's demand generation, which would be inbound. So that's, you know, creating content, getting them to reach out to you to ask for more. And then I would put like paid advertisements in, in a separate category than both of those, to be honest. Technically, I think it would fall. I mean, I, I could see it kind of falling into both. Um, but paid advertisement, I guess, would be another category of that. So like ads can take many forms, you know, anywhere from you are just going to have like standard banners to really more targeted ads to like SEO searches, like all those types of things that are like paid acquisition to boost people up in terms of like visibility like that's a whole different category uh other than like demand gen or lead gen and the only thing i will add is just because we say paid doesn't mean that the other forms are free right so organic doesn't mean it's free there's still a lot of money that needs to be spent on setups and cleaning emails and domains and stuff like that so just because we're saying paid acquisition versus organic doesn't necessarily mean free and most people know that but when i first got into the game i did not so i just want to echo the fact that you're going to be spending money and what i tell most people will lead into why or why not to hire a legion agency in a second but it's okay to spend money it's fantastic i love it great we should spend as much money as we can as long as there's a goal and a reason and an ROI, right? There's not one person out there that wouldn't buy amazing property on the best strip in or best coastline in California. Like if I said, hey, Larissa, Justine, I have all this land and there's a dollar an acre. You're, you're like, man, I'll have a million and I'll figure out where to get that million because I know I can sell for a lot more. But there's a direct ROI or an indirect one but we can measure it. So just want to echo that. Yeah, that's, that's a really good point, Nico. Um, so, I mean, with that being said, like, I like that you mentioned the cost associated with it because different lead gen strategies have a different cost associated with them. Right. And that's something that like, as a business, no matter what industry you're in, you need to figure out like how much you're willing to spend to acquire a customer. So if you have a $10 product, don't be out spending like $50 a customer, right? Like that doesn't make any sense. Unless the LTV have, is high, but yeah. Yeah, and, and I guess when you consider that, like, we'll, whatever, we'll get into LTVs <laughs> another time. Next um, <laughs> But with that being said, if you have a $50,000 product, it makes sense to spend a little bit of money. Like you're, you should be more willing to spend money to get people in the door for that product. You should expect to spend, you know, anywhere from 10 to 20% of the LTV. So LTV would be lifetime value, but we'll just consider it like 10 to 20% of what you would get at the end of the day, 
you should associate those costs with marketing and lead generation just to get them in the door and just to get them like signed before you even do any of the work. Like that needs to be part of your operational costs that you consider. Yeah, it's it's pretty interesting because I'm, I'm going to use this in the analogy and like when and when not to hire an agency. I'm going to make that transition because this money conversation directly ties into when and when not to hire someone. So for instance, Larissa is talking about a $10 product. So we're, let's, let's, let's put that in the category of really anything under, under $2,000, right? Even a thousand, let's just say a thousand for simplicity's sake. You have a product or service for under a thousand dollars and you typically keep them for maybe, or let's just say it's just that one engagement to keep it very simple, right? So the one product is less than a thousand. Traditional paid advertising is an amazing tool because you can directly see this amount of budget went to my funnel and then that amount of money came out. It's very easy. Usually these are product-based or even some type of infomercial products, but a lot of them aren't services. Now there are services, but again, then you start getting into maybe they stay for six months and you can actually acquire them and lose money first month, but that's a conversation for another day, right? That person or that organization should not think about hiring a lead gen agency today as it stands today. Now there, there are some agencies that will differ from it, but that's just my, my viewpoint there. It's much better to figure out how do I bring it in a house? So I would say if that's you, if a product under a thousand dollars, first look at paid acquisitions right now, if it's a very hard niche, then I would think about how do we actually increase the prices but how can I bring lead gen in-house? And no, that's going to take six months, 12 months, 18 months to really, really figure out. Okay. Then there is the thousand to $10,000, right? Of value, right? And let's just say LTV, lifetime value. That's when a, a lead gen agency kind of makes sense, but a much more mass market approach would make a lot more sense because really you're trying to acquire a user for, you know, 10, 20% of that. So if it's $10,000, max is two, right? Because you still got to pay salespeople or, you know, time to acquire that user and all that stuff, right? That's when a lead generation company kind of makes sense. And working with a partner, the best way, if you're in that price range, is to expedite your growth. So if you really want to grow really quickly and figure out lead gen, an agency is an amazing partner to help you work through that, right? Then there's a 10 to about $150,000, $250,000, right? Let's just say for this 10 to $250,000. An agency is an amazing partner for you. If you need help scaling, if you need a couple of leads, a couple of new sales a year, right? And But you're fine. You're okay with, your growth is okay, right? Inbound's working pretty well. Your other channels are good. Referrals are awesome. You probably don't need to work with a partner. Truth be told, like you might end up losing money by working with someone. So if you're good, you're getting leads, you're paid acquisition, PPC, SEO, it's all awesome. Don't need anyone there. But if you have a specific goal in mind, like I want to acquire one new user, a user could be a $50,000 deal, $25,000 deal a month, or a couple of big projects throughout the year, then the lead generation agency is amazing and can take some of the burden off of your sales team. So they can focus on selling, having real conversations 
rather than prospecting and creating content for demand gen. Up to a certain point, then you want to transition to actually having this in-house. And agencies like Boundless, we're, we know that. So we actually build with our clients. So we'll run your campaigns for, let's say, six, 12 months and then help you bring it in-house, right? Because we know at a certain point, once you have a proven model, it's just cheaper to bring it in-house. And so you should look for a partner that can help you do that. Now, anything over that is when over 250 $500,000, that's when you should really think about bringing Legion in-house because often those products take so long and there's a lot more, I wouldn't say hand-holding that you have to do with prospects, but so we've seen this from our experiences. Um, there's a lot that you, a lot more that you have to do, especially if you're trying to get like one of those or two of those a month, like that's a million dollars a month, right? $12 million a year. That's when it makes much more sense to have an in like bring it in-house and maybe work with a partner, but with the point of bringing it in-house as soon as possible. Yeah. And as we think about this, as you think about like where to spend your marketing dollars, you really also want to think about that ROI, right? So Nico was really getting that at that in all of his points where like, it doesn't make sense to hire a $2,000 a month agency if your product is only like a hundred dollars, right? Just the amount of scale you have to be able to reach to get an ROI there is, is a lot. So that's why the recommendation would probably be more towards paid acquisition channels, like let's say Facebook ads or Google ads, or, you know, putting your money into SEO or, you know, there's a lot of different ways you can kind of invest your resources to reach those goals that you have. And it depends a lot on the industry you're in, the product you sell. So there's no one size fits all answer ultimately. Uh, and it also depends too on like regionality, for example, you know, if you have a super regional product, like something, let's say that can only be really used by people in, you know, a small geographic location. So, so I'm in the Phoenix area, let's say this product is something people only in Phoenix really care about. It doesn't make sense to go with various agencies simply because they'll run out of people to reach out to really quickly. You know, you want to focus your efforts on building in that community as opposed to maybe a larger scale project. And those are also kind of things you want to consider about whether or not a Legion agency is good for you. So, you know, a good example for that would be if you're a regionally based, let's say, roofing company or something like that, probably not best to hire your traditional Legion agency simply because the regionality, like despite the cost of your product, I mean, you know, it's expensive to build a roof, easily like 10 to 20K, but paid acquisition channels will probably get you a little bit further because you can more regionally focus them. Correct. Yeah, that's a great point. That's a great point. Any other, Justine, you haven't talked yeah. that much, right? Um, like what's going on? What are you thinking? <laughs> what's the feelings? I mean, I, I thought that was great. I just, one last question. Any important questions that like basically every company should ask when they're considering what lead gen strategy to go with or if there's any at all? Yeah, I mean, as the one that talks to all clients before they, they come in, it, it for me, it's always like one, what is your goal? Like, you, what is your goal with working with the agency? One, I need hard numbers, okay? Like, how much new revenue are you trying to put into your pipeline or how much are you trying to close? 
What's your closing rate like? What's what's the goal, right? And then what's the short and medium and long-term goals with working with us? Is it that you want to partner for six months and then transition to building it in-house if it works? Great. I need to know that before because that's going to change my strategies. If you're looking for someone to do a pilot program with, that's a lot different, right? And we have to adjust our expectations to that, right? So for me, it's like make sure that the agency actually knows what your goals are, both for the campaigns and for the, the partnership. And really, as you start working together, how do we communicate? So one thing that we do at Boundless is if we're seeing traction with a certain campaign, right? Because we watch these every day and we are so into listening to the data and seeing what the data tells us, we adjust really quickly. So one of the biggest things I would ask, or if I was a prospect asking a legion company is how do you interpret the data, right? So how do you collect the data? How do you interpret it? And how do you make decisions based on that? And if you can see use cases, for instance, that that's amazing, right? One that I've been showing prospects is our third email in our email campaigns was producing 70% of the responses. So I show them the data there, how we took that first message, put it into the first one. And now we're able to get almost 10, 15% responses to that one because it's first. Right. So it's, it's making sure that the agency or the, yeah, the agency knows your goals and then how they will interpret data to make the campaigns better over time. Yeah. The only thing, honestly, I would add to that is really like, as you're considering kind of what, what route to take, definitely really, really, really think about your customer and your prospect, like the people you want to work with. One of the biggest mistakes we see is people that are like, well, I can work with everybody. And that's a horrible lead gen strategy because if you're reaching out to everybody, your success rate will be so low. So make sure, even if you can help everybody, pick a segment, pick one type of company that you want to work with or type of person that you wanna work with and focus on them specifically, don't try to help everybody. Yeah. Like, even if you can, don't. Like, it, it for real is a losing losing strategy. And it will be really difficult to manage all of those pieces. The only other thing I would really add to that in terms of, like, important things to consider is, like, reputation and, like, security is, is one of the really big things, right? So, you don't want to, if you're doing a lot of stuff from your, from your personal email, right? From your uh, company email or it has your company domain, you might want to be careful about that. You don't want to damage your primary domain and you don't want, let's say Google to look negatively upon your domain for your website, because that could have other implications, not even just in your email. It could have implications across like everybody in your company's email or, you know, even your SEO reach, like consider those security type pieces as well as like your, your own reputation. So you don't want to do things that are negatively impacting your brand as an organization through your lead gen. And that's another mistake people make a lot. Yeah, that's a good point. Cool. Any closing remarks, team? No, I think that was great. Good episode five. 
Sweet. So after listening to this podcast, if you're thinking, wow, I might be in that bucket where I'm thinking about hiring someone and I just need an agency that I can trust that would give it to me straight. Can they help me? Am I even right for outbound lead generation or should I think about a different channel? And if that is so, where to look? Well, look no further than the Boundless Media team at Nico at GetBoundlessMedia.com. Ask me questions. We as an agency are here to help you get more high quality retainer based clients and get better people in the door so that you can say yes to only the best and no to everyone else. So if you have any questions, please, please, please let us know. This has been an amazing episode for just kidding five. And it is a pleasure to always be the host, a co-host with Justine and Larissa here. So you guys have a fantastic day. We will see you guys next episode for another great podcast about outbound marketing.